Hi, I'm Darren Parry. I'm a singer-songwriter, and welcome to my podcast called Music Matters. I'll be talking to singers, actors, songwriters, producers, DJs, and all sorts of people about what music means to them and how music has affected their lives. So sit back, relax, and take a listen to Music Matters. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of my podcast called Music Matters. And today I'm going to be talking to a good friend of mine and a great, great talent, Mr. Lee Gilbert. Lee was born in the Rhonda in South Wales. And you may know Lee over the last 25 years or so for performing in shows such as Fiddler on the Roof, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, where he played Judas, uh, Witches of Eastwick, um, Amazing Grace by the talented Mal Pope, and lots and lots and lots of shows by the late great Mr. Frank Vickery. Uh, Lee has a 17-piece big band, which uh, we'll talk about, called the Dave Barry Big Band. And myself and Lee, we've worked together a few times um, over the last couple of years. Um, I wrote a song for Lee called Saw, um, S-O-A-R, Saw, not uh, S-O-R-E. And uh, we released that, and it was uh, quite heavily played, thankfully, on uh, BBC Radio Wales. And um, we're also working on a new song uh, for 2020, which will hopefully be on his new album coming up uh, later on in the year. So look out for that. So sit back, relax, get a tea, get a coffee, get a martini, get a pink gin or a cocktail. Get whatever you like and uh, have a listen to my little interview I did with the very talented Mr. Lee Gilbert. Okay, so welcome to my little music podcast called Music Matters. And today I have a very talented... And good friend of mine, Mr. Lee Gilbert. Hey! Hello! Oh, hello, hello, hello. It's very kind of you. He's flown all the way in from L.A. <laughs> L.A., of course, being Lower Abercanon. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as Pont de Prith. And we're in it's his like fantastic living room, actually. Is this your living room or side this room? This is my dining room, room, actually. This is the room that I've just need, well, nearly finished. Look at this, it. like a gentleman's really nice. library, isn't it? It's it looks a bit like Sherlock Holmes' study. Thank you, that's what I'm is going that, for. I'm going Phileas Fogg. I'm Phileas Fogg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple more pictures now and we're away. Yeah. It's really nice. It's got this sort of grey kind of walls, folks. He's got sort of models of ships and... Books and uh, leather armchairs, a and nice big and sort of Sherlock Holmes leather armchair. It's really nice. Thank you very much. I'm very impressed. Good. It's a lovely house, actually. Well, You've done, a, done a good job. Thank you very much. Anyway, on. we're not going to talk about interior design too much. <laughs> we're going to another string to my bow. <laughs> That's my other podcast. It is, yeah. <laughs> um, so we're called Music Matters, so we talk mostly about sort of musical stuff. Okay. Um, so. I mean, people can sort of go on your website and sort of look at yeah, sort of when things in chronological order. So we'll just talk about sort of, I'll, we'll dip in and out of various parts of your life. But All right. you were born in Aronda. I was born a long, 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 long time, time ago. ago. Yes. Uh, you were born sometime in the 20th century. I was in a little fishing <laughs> village called Tenuith. <laughs> you were born in Tenuith? I was, yeah. All ah, right. Yeah, okay. I was born in the house. Were you born in the house? Yeah, don't ask me why I was born in the house. I don't know. Hmm. But I was. I was born in the house on that side well, of your mum didn't have a chance to get to the hospital? I don't know. I think, she, I think she was just one of those women that just wanted this. I think they just did it then. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Because she was there and in her mother's house, it was. My grandmother's house I was born in. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, she said, you know, I was getting born in the front room when the kids were coming home from school on a lunchtime. You could hear them all outside the, the door. So, yeah, I don't know why, but that's how it was. Just women oh. in the house, no men. Yeah. No father there. They, you know, he's off in work. They, yeah. They, it didn't happen then, did it? But you're not the only child, of course. You've got... I've got a uh, sister. Got a sister. Two years younger, so she's 21 yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Natalie's... Yeah, Natalie lives in Neath. 
Yeah, I think I met Natalie once. Yeah, yeah. I, met, I met your parents a few times, but I, I think I met Natalie once. Yeah, Natalie's not musical at all. I think no. she's one of these people that wants to be. She'd love to be, but yeah. never really got into it. But and neither of us were as kids. Not really. She played the piano a little bit, and I got to play the drums for a little while. But it wasn't really our thing. Mm. We had loads of other stuff going on, so it wasn't until a lot later that I got into music, really, in a big way. Yeah, so what's your first sort of musical memory? Were you, did you see something on the TV, or was it something playing on the radio no, when you were young me, and you thought, no, I'd like to we, get into music? We grew up with it really, really, from from the beginning, always from the beginning, right? because basically... Your dad was a singer. Well, my dad, my dad was a singer, yes, but my dad wasn't around a lot, because my dad worked... My dad was one of these singers, he was a welder by day and Neil Diamond by night. Do you know what I mean? He was one of those people. He worked solidly in the steelworks and then he gigged in the nights and gave us a great life, but we didn't see him. Mm. But some of the people we did see were my grandparents. Now, my grandmother and her sister were all singers. Again, you know, I mean, mm. they were in um, shows locally. So your grandparents lived in the Ronda as well? Yeah, yeah, they lived in yeah. Herbert. Um so very, very close, you know, I grew up, grew up really, really close to both sets of grandparents. But my grandmother on my father's side sang constantly. She loved it and she sang, she gigged, you know, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, I was, I'm a young dad. My father was a very young dad. So when I was, say, five or six, my grandmother was still in a, what, she must be 40, oh. you know, so she was, she was gigging, you know, she was out. So doing, going back. Without being too specific, we're going back to the 1970s now, yeah? Yeah, it's yeah, 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 late 70s. Yeah. Um, and, and so she was always in the house and she'd sing. She worked in um, Polykov's factory. Um, Polykov's factory? Yeah, yeah, she was a presser in Polykov's factory, but she right. sang constantly and she was always up to date with whatever was going on. You know, believe it or not, the first time I ever did a punk record was in my grandmother's house because one really? of the boys in the factory had lent it to her. Or oh, the Sex Pistols or something? <laughs> sex oh. Pistols. Never mind the da 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 So you heard uh, the Sex Pistols through your nan? I did. Crazy, wow. isn't it? But my grandmother, we used to go off with my grandfather in the car all the time and it was one of those cars that was always singing. She'd mm. teach us how to harmonise, she'd teach us this. So, you know, <clears throat> he, had a, he had a tape player in the car so there'd be tapes mm. playing and she would teach us how to sing. And, and that, is, that is my first memory of music, is being in the car with them, driving to Aberavon on a Sunday afternoon. My grandfather used to take me to Aberavon, you know, funny enough. Yeah. That's where I learned to ride my to bike the on the front. I used to think, you know, Porthcall or Barry or somewhere, but no, Aberavon, Aberavon my grandfather yeah. used to take me. He was boiling, yeah. do you remember those days? He was boiling yeah. on Aberavon Beach. We used to get sunburnt in a day. The problem is you've got the image of the steelworks in the distance. It's not, <laughs> it's not so pretty, is it? You don't go in the sea. Yeah, but I used to go to Aberavon yeah, as well. A strange beach. Yeah, yeah. So we used to do that. Go down there, cool. sing, sing our heads off on the way down and all the way back, and that's where I learnt a lot of songs. Um, so that would be my first memory of singing. Was that singing Abba songs? You were like car. five or six years old. Yeah, in the car, going totally. to Abba yeah. Avan on a Sunday afternoon yeah, or whatever. Totally. Yeah. And then my dad, even though I said he wasn't there a lot, he he did have a really good record collection. Hmm. So my sister and I used to raid his LPs, and you're talking people like. Neil Diamond, as I said, Elton John, Billy Joel, all the Neil Sedaka. Neil Sedaka was a big thing. I thought he might. Our house, Neil Sedaka was a big, big influence because my dad used to sing a lot of that stuff, and he was mm. actually, that was actually the first concert I ever got taken to. Neil Sedaka, Neil Sedaka and the Colston Hall. When I was about nine. Oh, in Bristol. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. You know, it wasn't very cool, but it was good. I love the because I knew I knew, the, re- I knew the there, songs. I you know, because yeah. we'd been playing them since we were little kids. Mm. Um, so yeah, Natalie and I used to dance around the living room to those, and we knew all them. I dance yeah. routine for everything. Um, uh, brilliant. Yeah, so that that was that. So I sang all the time in the house, but then as soon as I hit kind of, you know, high school age, mm. that all went by the board then because you become too cool for school and you don't listen mm. to your parents' music anymore. You you discover your own music, yeah. don't you? And was it um, Trioki Comp? Trioki Comp. Yeah. Trioki yeah. Comp, well, yeah. in those days there was. Um, Pentra Comp was the first year. You did your first year in Pentra, then you moved up to Triorki. So, Pentra Comp. So I met all my year group, just that year group, in Pentra Comp. And that's where I sort of met a few kind of boys that were similar, sort of musically minded to myself. And that's where we discovered people like The Police and Adam and the Ants and that sort of thing. You know, so we used to, so lunchtime for us was always going, go to the bakery, grab a pasty, go to my friend's house, put an album on, 
Yeah. Listen to the whole album, you know, dissect it. So Adam and the Ants were talking, I would have thought, like 1982 kind of time. 81, yeah? 82, yeah. 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 That's cool. when I started school, secondary school. And then, uh, yeah, and then you go through whatever sort of phases. We went through a scar phase. We went through Madness and the specials and Selector and all that mm. stuff. That was big for ages. And then... Uh, so did you form a band then in school? No, no, not guys? at all. Not at all. We just enjoyed it, just and you know, when we wanted to go and see bands, and we wanted to go and you know, experience concerts and stuff. Um, yeah, and that's how that was through school. I mean, through school, things like we didn't have a drama department in our school, and music wasn't really? huge. No, we did. It's great now. They've got a wonderful drama department there now, but they didn't have one in those days. So I never got involved in any. They, there was a teacher that did some productions. But I was way too shy. Couldn't really. Ah, oh, terribly, terribly, terribly shy. I was a fat kid. Um, I was the fat, funny kid. Do you know what I mean? So people <laughs> liked me, but I wasn't very confident in doing stuff. I would never put myself in a, in a mm. spotlight ever. So yeah, I mean, like things like in, in school when you've got to read out loud. There was a teacher that asked me to do it on a desk. To say a Shakespeare speech on a desk, and I just died yeah. to death. I remember being so in blushing so much, and so, couldn't see the book because through, like you get teary eyed because you're so worked up about it, and mm. like that. Oh, how anybody could ever go on a stage? I, I it's got a little bit like that in Welsh lessons. I couldn't quite get my uh, my tongue around some of the Welsh words, all the <laughs> and, the yeah, and yeah, yeah. everything. So, I did you get embarrassed about it though? A little bit. I dropped Welsh in year nine. Yeah, yeah. mainly because I couldn't because the teacher used to make you stand up and. I mean, she was she was a lovely teacher, and quite rightly, you know, she wanted you to sort of get used to talking in front of people. And but yeah, I used to be very self. I loved the teacher. In Welsh, I loved yeah, the English. I loved what he did. But as soon as he thought, "Oh, this boy can do something," I thought, "No, I can't. I can't. I can't do it." Mm. And um, it's put me off. And then when he, when he was casting for shows and things, which he did one or two, I thought, "No, no way, no way could I ever do anything like that at all." Um, so that isn't the way my brain was... was, uh, right. was I would have thought you were well into school musicals and stuff. In no, I didn't do any at all. Nothing yeah. at all. Um, so I didn't even know I could sing. Do you know what I mean? Because nobody had ever heard me sing. Mm. So I was... I'm embarrassed to tell you, right? I was like 22 before I sang it at North in public. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. That's like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, I didn't sing a note. Not uh, a note. It was, it was, um, yeah, very, very weird. That surprises me. I, I would have thought you got into it in No, like I wish 12, I did. 13. I mean, no, obviously I wish I did. You mm. know, because knowing what I know now, I think if I'd started that at 20 or even gone to mm. drama school or something at, at 18, life would be so much different, you know, but that isn't the way it was and you can't regret anything and yeah. I don't. And, um, so I'm just making the most of what I got now. Mm. Really, that's all you can do, isn't it? And there was so much more to do. I mean, there's lots of things to do for kids these days, I suppose, if you're in the right sort of area. But there was lots to do in those days. There was youth clubs for us, wasn't there? Oh, there was, totally, um, yeah. Three times a week in the youth club. Junior discos, roller yeah. discos. Roller discos on a Sunday. There was all sorts of things which Loved may have it. taken you away from music anyway. Yeah, or I had a really, really good social life. <laughs> Really good social life, you know. I enjoyed yeah, going out. Good, good days. Uh, they were. They it was were. good to be a kid in the eighties. It was, you know, yeah, because there was. It wasn't. I mean, all right. I was going to places I shouldn't have been going to when I was probably fifteen, sixteen. But there were some really good DJs out there that I loved, mm. you know, and and I learned a lot from those guys as well about older music. Yeah, and of course, in those days, you could go out seven nights a week, really, and have like a soul yeah. night or like Definitely. a disco night yeah. or a funk night and. All yeah, of that. Seven, seven days a week. The rugby club on a Saturday night yeah. to me was a, was a revelation. The, the oh. stuff that they played was brilliant. It wasn't just modern. You know, that's where I learned about soul soul singers mm. and yeah, so, great. I loved it. So tell us a bit about your dad. And your dad, I know you've sort of told me the story my before. Dad, okay. He he signed a record deal, didn't he? Yeah, yeah my dad. Well, my dad started singing when he was like eleven. He used to because oh. my grandmother was a singer, so she used to take him with her. They used to have concert parties in those days. They used to be like four or five of them. They'd go off in a car, they'd do a concert, you know, in one club and go to somewhere else and somewhere else, somewhere else. But he used to basically, you know, sit on my grandmother's knee when he was eleven and sing songs, and then she, you know, invite him on and do a little spot. So he sang all his life basically. So by the time he was eighteen, he was quite proficient in what he did. You know, he'd been performing for a long, long time. And I don't know how it came about, but he was offered a record deal by EMI, I think when he was 
he must have been about 20, maybe, I think. Um, and all I know, I mean, he, he tell you the story in full detail, but I remember him telling me that there was a big, big thing that the South Wales Echo rang, um, a song for Bobby contest. <laughs> Can you so this guy song was up and Bobby. coming in, in Wales, you know, he was the new... Tom Jones or whatever it was and Bobby was going to record this song for EMI so this was back in the 60s yeah like this, mid 60s yeah, yeah late 60s maybe late 60s yeah <clears throat> and uh, so all these songwriters you know submitted their songs to the Echo and there was a big night down in Cardiff in the I can't remember the New Ocean Club or whatever it yeah. was whatever top it, rank or yeah it's one of those things so all the people from the valleys were running buses down and you know it was a big deal and um, they 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 found the song and he recorded the song and then he, he was big into Bobby Darren in those days as well. I remember the B-side was a Bobby Darren song. Um, and funnily enough, the guy that wrote the song contacted me the other day and said... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I knew him. I didn't realise... I didn't put the two things together. I didn't realise that he had done it. And he said, oh, I'm still writing the songs. I've got hundreds. If you want to know, you know, if you want them, have them. And who is he? Uh, Gwyn. Gwyn Jones. He's from... Gwyn uh, Jones. Sure, yeah. Um... Did he become a sort of a successful songwriter? This guy? Yeah, yeah, he ran his own studio. He's still ah, around, you know. He's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he's, he's a good guy. Um, so, yeah, so that happened for Bob. And he, he was doing well, I think. And then, for whatever reason then, um, EMI decided to plough their money into another artist and they dropped him, which is one of those things that happens in the, mm. in the music business. Um, so, yeah, he lost his recording career to Cat uh, Stevens. Who? <laughs> Cat Stevens. <laughs> yeah, what's his name? Yusuf, whatever the yeah, name yeah. is. You know, so, yeah, so Cat Stevens took my dad's career. So, oh, wow. well, his recording career. So, and I think what happened then was, um, like a lot of other people, um, at 21, he was married. I came along. And he's got to find a living, hasn't he? So, mm. he, you know, so then he still, he, he sang, you know, he sang up until he was in his 40s sort of professionally but he was working as well yeah you know he always had another job and he's he, in the end he was a plumbing business and that sort of thing yeah but um yeah that was his that was his youth so you still story. got recordings of your dad sort of Do you know what recordings we, he made for EMI yeah, yeah, like on yeah, LP yeah well real to real real to real right I, I remember they were they were in the house on real to real um, and you had the, something the to single play that there. on did you, you had like yeah there was a real to real player there oh wow but that was the original Tapes, mm. you know, but I think yeah, I think there was a single single. Well, it wasn't a vinyl pressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't. Yeah, I think they were around, but I remember that reel to reel because there was a lot of stuff of him when he was a kid mm. on there. You know, literally a child singing it. Um, yeah, but but he was he was really well known through South Wales and stuff. You know, Dad mm. would. He, It'd be interesting to get it off the reel to reel and maybe put it up onto YouTube or something. You know, as, oh, as God the audio. Knows where it is now, I wouldn't have a clue where it was. You know, you'd have to ask him. I don't know, but yeah, but but because it was, this was the thing with my dad, it was, because he was young, if you think about it, right, he was 21 having me, mm. so all the time I was growing up, he was still a really young man, you know, by the time he was 20 to say 35, he was at his best, you know, yeah. so all that time he was still off singing and working, so, uh, it sounds bad really, but our sort of... Um, educations and stuff were left to my mum a bit mm. do you know what I mean so he didn't get involved in too much there Yeah. so he never sort so of your mum came to the parents evenings and that kind of thing yeah 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 yeah. but what I'm saying is the musical thing was never pushed by my dad because he didn't know and he, and he was busy doing his own career he was still I doing see. that mm. so you know it was important to him you know he was still an ambitious fella at that age mm. so you know you're not going to think oh perhaps my five-year-old might want to sing yeah you know what i mean you're 26 and you're you're doing your own thing yeah so they're doing it yeah <clears throat> so by the time i was ready to have a crack he was like well i didn't know you could sing <laughs> i said well I, I i didn't either we said well, well we should uh, get up the club and we'll put some gear up and we'll have a try and we'll have a listen and we we'll you know so we did that and uh he was like oh yeah we could do it so i ended up you know doing a couple of gigs with my dad and going around some clubs just for a bit of so, practice, so really. can you remember the first time you got up on a stage and performed yeah sort of professionally in front of people well, profession it wasn't professionally the first time I did it it was literally a, a night out with my girlfriend 
in the EMI club in Triorchy, just on a Saturday, on a the Sunday night. EMI club. Remember the EMI That's club? Strange. No. Yeah, there was. A, yeah, yeah. There was. A, there was well, EMI. Club. Strange. I was called the EMI club. Well, it was because well, EMI. Nothing to do with the EMI. It was. Yeah, well, it was because in Triorchy there was a factory. The EMI owned EMI, the company, mm. the company owned the factory in Triorchy that made. I think they made tape. Ah. I think that, I think it was. I don't know. But a lot of people worked there, so they had their own social club. Like Polykovs had their own social club, and you know the big factories in those days did. Mm. And uh, everybody went there, you know. So on a, on a sat Sunday night, they used to have a karaoke in the EMI club, and uh, just on a night out, just from nowhere, somebody said, "Oh, I have, I have a set. Lee can sing." My, you know, my girlfriend, wife to be. She was like twenty two at this time. Twenty one, twenty two. Twenty one. Mm. Yeah. She said, yeah, you can sing. I've heard him singing, you know. And my friends were like, no. I was, was, I'm not. Is this your girlfriend who became your wife? It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I, I didn't want to do it. But, it, you know, a couple of <laughs> a couple of vodkas in. I was like, I'll go on, I'll have a go. So I went up and I sang Miss Unites by Cliff Richard. Don't ask me where that came from. <laughs> Miss Unites. Yeah, God knows why. It was. And he wasn't the best, but somebody was like, that's not too bad. Yeah, my so. friend Neil Gravel used to sing that. Every time he sang karaoke, he'd sing that. Lovely not very song. well, I hate to say. Neil's not a singer, but oh, um, Neil, I'm sure, I'm sure you sang true. it a lot better. No, uh, but, and so we kept going to this this night, and I sang a couple of songs, and then in the end, the owner of the club said to me one night, he said, I'm going to start a, a competition. I think you should enter it. I was like, oh, thank you very much for being you know, nice about it. So I did, and I entered this competition, and I sang, and it was like, a, 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 you know, it went on for, say, six weeks or something. Mm. And there was semi-finals, and then a final, and... Um, and I ended up winning it. And I thought, oh, wow, this is amazing. Wow, somebody's just given me a thousand pound to sing some songs. I thought, you want a thousand pound? I won a thousand pound on that one. Wow. And then I thought, there was, a, there was another one down the road in Judges Hall in Tonopandi, and they were doing one. I thought, right, I'm going to get onto this. So I went down there, I sang Unchained Melody, won another thousand pound. I thought, this is easy. I'm enjoying this. You know what I mean? So I thought, right. So what I did with Nicola's blessing, <laughs> she's like, right. We need. We got a wedding to pay for. You need to get out there, sing a couple of these things, and see what you can do. So I, I did, and I bought some gear then, mm. and I, and I contacted an agent and said, right, can you give me some work? And I started doing some clubs and basically paid for my wedding out of singing, singing in competitions. Singing in competitions. <laughs> yeah. So that was back. So, in, I mean, I've known you quite some time. I I, I didn't even know that story. That's uh, yeah, that's, that's true. Amazing. So I, that's yeah. how I started. So I started doing some clubs mm. and. Uh, I left the karaoke where it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then before you know it, people start getting interested in what you're doing and you start getting asked to do this, that and the other and then jobs come in and they're bigger and better and you end up doing mm. 2,000 seaters and, and yeah. God knows what, you know. So it's, yeah, that's yeah. how we started. That's as easy as that. Yeah. But then obviously I, I got myself trained. I, got, I, I You know, I went to singing teachers, mm. made sure I was doing it properly. Mm. Um, because you know, as good as you think you are with the karaoke, you're never, you're never going to be. Were you involved trained. with the Charlotte Church's singing teacher? No. Yeah, I yeah. Well, she Louise was Ryan. the first one I, I went thought, to. Yeah, I thought I went you were. To yeah. Louise Ryan. Um, yeah, and I was working. You know, I had a full time job, um, but I used to find some time on a lunchtime or something and go down to see Louise and just have an hour. Mm. And in fairness, I was I was with Louise about five years, I think. Yeah, she's done wonderful things. You know, the people, you'd meet Charlotte Church in the living room. She was 11, you know what I mean? Nobody mm. knew. Luke Evans was there. Oh, really? The actor, um, yeah. And then she went on and did people like Lucy Jones and, you know, but she's done, oh God, Louise must have done hundreds of people. Yeah. All, you know, she's done some great people. Um, so yeah, did that. And then before you know it, you're doing other sorts of music that you didn't think mm. that you'd be involved in. Mm. Because I've been checking out your website, oh. leegilbertmusic.co.uk. Oh, thank God you meant that one. I thought you meant the other one. <laughs> you got to pay to look You tried to get michaelbublé.com, didn't you? But that, 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 was, that was taken, that was. But your first theatrical role, I think, sort of professionally, was Pirates of Penzance. Is that right? It was. Uh, well, yeah, it was, because... I and where where was that? Right, so that was Newport. Newport. Yeah, it wasn't professional. That was at like right. an amateur thing. But that was the first time I ever played a part on stage mm. because I made um, an so album. So this is a couple of years after, two or three yeah, years after. Yeah, not, not long after. I, I sort of club I made, stuff. I made an album in two thousand. 
right? Going back. So that's like just one voice. Two years ago. Yes, that's I the got one. it. That long ago. And uh, it's a strange story. There was my wife then worked in a doctor's surgery and she'd taken it to work and they used to play it as the sort of like the music the background music the music while people were waiting yeah while people were waiting I was sat you know singing you know love songs in the background and one of the reps they used to go back for a medical rep said to Nicola one day this is this is really good what is it and she said oh that's actually my, my husband and he's like oh my god that's amazing. so he looked at the album and he said you won't believe this he said but I'm actually directing a show down in Newport and that voice is what I've been looking for for this particular part he no said way. it's musical but there's a bit of rock in there and, and I need, it in a doctor's surgery that. yeah and he actually <laughs> knocked the door in the night he came to the house knocked the door he said I'm Rob he said I work you know I, I know your wife um, I'm interested in, in, in your voice I said, really would you be, would you be interested in in being in a show? I'd never done anything like that. I'd been on stage as cabaret, but I'd never done anything where you've got to learn. So lines. he came into the doctor's surgery because he had some sort of rash, probably. No, he was Cute. selling drugs. Oh, he was selling drugs. <laughs> he was a medical rep. No, he was a medical rep. <laughs> but he was a medical rep by day and a director. Those kind of drugs. Yeah, I see. Yeah, 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 that sort of thing. So yeah, so he did. He came, and I said, "Well, like I don't know. I, I'll come down and I'll have a look at it and see." What, and I went to Newport to this society and they were lovely 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 people I'd never been part of anything like that before mm. um, and they were very welcoming and once I saw what they were doing I thought yeah this is good fun I, it was a Gilbert and Sullivan I'd never got involved in Gilbert and Sullivan before that wasn't the sort of music I'd ever been interested in but I thought yeah it's good fun and he said right okay well look this is the part and I thought okay I'll be like third pirate from the left or something but it was the lead. And I was like, oh, oh wow. right, I'm not expecting that. What do I have to do? And he said, well, you know, this is quite a lot to learn. So this is this and this is this. So I did it and there was dancing and there was loads of lines and choreography. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. So this is like, uh, what, early 1990s kind of time no, now? No, it was, it was 2000. Or oh, 2000. Yeah, sorry, yeah, 2000. It was, I think it was 2000. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd been, I'd been clubbing for a bit, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, surely it was 2000. Around there, and I did it, and it was one of those experiences. God, 2000 is 20 years ago I now. Know. Isn't it? It's hard yeah. to believe, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I've been singing about yeah. 25 years, I think. 25, 27 years, maybe. Um, wow. I know I'm old, <laughs> but that was anyway. It was a great show, wonderful thing to do, and then from there, another company in Cardiff, which is which always plays the new theatre. You know, they do really good productions, and I thought, right, okay, so I'm gonna get involved somebody asked me I can't remember who it was now to get involved in one of their productions and I did that and that was um, Fiddler on the roof you know again no, lovely lovely part but you clarified that yeah yeah was that. if you haven't already subscribe on iTunes and while you're there please leave us a rating and review Fiddler on the roof it was yeah. <laughs> glad you yeah, clarified just yeah, fiddling. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so I did that and I'm, some of the people I met on that show are still my best friends today because you know you, you meet like minded people and it was it was amazing I got to do some lovely stuff um, but strange things happen you know and the director of that show was was involved with uh company actually in the Ronda which I'd always gone to see um, the Parkdale Theatre Company which Frank Vickery ran the comedies always gone to watch them always loved them never had any interest in being in them because mm. why would I mm. you know it's not wasn't my thing yeah um, but loved them but Frank came to support the show and Frank saw me in the show and then talked to the director and said who's that guy there um, there's a part coming up in a play I mean, I like, you know, I like what he did. I'm interested in it. Would you think he'd come and audition for me? So I had the word and uh, went to audition for Frank. And I ended up doing 13 years with him. Wow. You know, and it was just brilliant. Not a, nothing musical at all. Just pure comedy. And what I learned off that man was immeasurable. Mm. Huge, huge, and yeah, I cause, loved it. Because he passed away, was it two years ago, maybe? Yeah, it's just yeah. coming up to two years, yeah, yeah. You know, too young, way, way too young. But what a legacy, you know. Wales is most prolific playwright ever. Mm. Um, and outstanding pieces of work that most people in Wales have seen, at least mm. one or two of them. They all know the plays by, you know, oh, this is the one about that, and this is the one yeah. about the woman that comes, you know. 
But I don't know much I about mean, Frank. I mean, I do obviously not. know some of his productions, whatever. So, um, what what was Frank's background? Was he um, Frank did a, um, a similar background? So they said my grandmother he worked in um, a factory up in uh, Tonopani that made um, furniture cover things. Frank was a, a sewing machinist. All right. When he you know for a, for a long time, and while he was doing that, he was writing in his spare time, mm. and. I mean, to cut a very, very long story short, he he, he submitted one, one act play to a, for a, uh, a festival, and he won this particular prize, and then he started to get um, published, and you know, and his, his plays grew, and he's he's yeah. He, I, I, I can't tell you how many plays he wrote. Yeah. So for those people who don't know, I mean, we get lots of people listening right. to this of all ages. Okay. Um, Frank Vickery, can you name some of the stuff he's written, which you, you've been in? Frank Vickery, right. So I think the, the early stuff would be stuff like Family Planning, One O'Clock from the House. Um, oh, what is it? Okay, well, the ones I was in, with, uh, the, the, the latest one would be Tonto Evans. Tonto Evans. Then you've got uh, Paul in the Wool. Um, oh, God, there's so many. I can't think of all the, the titles off the top of my head. Just... But, it's like twenty five. Oh, totally prolific, you know. And he and then he was in Panvidu, and he he did a lot of. But then he, he wrote. He was uh, one of the main writers for the Sherman Theatre, and he wrote specifically for certain actors. And he wrote um, Sleeping with Mickey Mouse, which was filmed for the BBC with Brenda Blethyn, you know Vera. Oh yeah, so yeah, she yeah. Did that. I never saw that. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Oh, he wrote. Frank wrote for soaps and. Oh, I love Vera. I think it's yeah. Great. Oh, but she's yeah. She did Sleeping with Mickey Mouse, which is a one woman play. Wow, um, but that was cool. But there's uh, some amazing actors and actresses who've done Frank's work, mm. you know. And luckily, through working with Frank, we've played some amazing theatres. We've met loads and loads of amazing actors, mm. um, and worked with a, a lot of great people. Yeah. you know that I love working with. Recently, I mean, uh, people like Di Boccia, who's in Casualty, now that has done everything. You know, Auntie Brenda from Stella. Anything Welsh on TV, she's uh, sort of in it. Isn't she's she? in it, but in the, but, <laughs> but in Frank's work. <coughs> just perfect for it you know mm. and, and the stuff he did Kiss on the Bottom which is about um, a women's ward in a hospital um, hysterically funny but it's about a cancer ward and you think how mm. can you make this funny but it is you know it's just great and that's what he did so well you know and it's all rooted in sort of Welsh humour oh, isn't it totally, totally. I, I suppose it works outside of Wales as well obviously because you're successful but if you're Welsh, you sort of get it, don't you? Oh, the, the straight human. away you get it. But what yeah. Frank used to do when when he had the park in the theatre company, they used to take it to the Duke of York's theatre in, in the West End. Oh wow! And you know they put it on, they put it on for a day. And do exactly the same with the same exactly language. the same play. Yeah. Um, same actors, and uh, they used to travel up, do the play, you know, leaflet the West End, fill the theatre, and then bus back home. Oh, that's uh, cool. they had a great time. They toured. Yeah. They toured Canada. Um. Yeah, but it was a great time, you know, great and a great thing to be part of. And, and again, it's led to so many other things because you meet yeah. people. Um, you know, I was in a, in a play once um, with... <laughs> it's difficult. Right, I was in a play that Owen Money became part of. I say he came on stage during it and he was a little, a little part of it. Owen Money, a.k.a. Owen Lynn, Money, Lynn Mattel. Lynn Mattel from Merthyr. So, we, you know, but we, we were <laughs> kind of friends for before that but Lynn then you know but you, you get to know people and Lynn put me on his radio show and his TV show and you know it's just you meet people don't you and, and Owen oh, Money MBE oh, Merthyr's <laughs> best entertainer <laughs> is, that, is that still the case I don't know you're there though, now she anyway doesn't know you're, you're coming up past second oh that's cool and you yeah You've done loads of stuff as well. I think these productions were before the the Frank stuff. Fiddler on the Roof, you did. You yeah, did Jesus, that was Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, played, that was the new theatre. You as played well, Judas, like, which is I did, and that's a massive part. Yeah, it's, it's a, but great. You know, you really get your 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 teeth into that one because you're acting your socks off and you're singing up there. You know, you're belting your top. I mean, teeth. some of those songs like yeah, but Gethsemane and stuff like that. Gethsemane so. is uh, is Jesus's song. Cast Jesus. <laughs> I didn't yeah. get to do that one on yeah. stage, but you know, you do you do Jesus Christ Superstar star and heaven on their minds yeah. and you know amazing amazing songs um i loved it and and i did a few more shows down there um for that company and then so who played jesus when you were judas a guy called dave colvin uh dave david colvin. colvin is a scottish guy that lived in cardiff for a while he must have had a hell of a voice he did he still has but he's also now he is um he then joined the uh Oh, what's it called? The Roy the Scottish 
Shakespeare Company or Scottish Scottish Shakespeare Theatre Company or something like that. RS, not the RSC, the Scottish. Anyway, part of that, he became part of uh, the cast of Black Watch. Right. Which was an amazing production, and they won kind. Of, they won was uh, what's the awards? The theatre awards, Olivier's. Olivier Award. So he's an Olivier Award winning actor now, and he's just he's finished a run up in Edinburgh. He plays the bagpipes like to a world standard, oh. <laughs> and he's got his own play called Thunderstruck that's now touring the world. As in Thunderstruck, ACDC, Thunderstruck. I think he plays that on bagpipes. Ah, right. Yeah. So, but it's part of a... Because the song they did with the bagpipes a theatrical was a piece. long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. There you go. It's you know far more about the bagpipes than I do. Yeah. One of my favourite songs, yeah. But yeah, that's the sort of... Yeah, that's his standard. He's uh, wow. amazing. There's not many bagpipers I could think of. Well, this is it. This is a professional world. This is why I think he's uh, as successful as he is, you know. And you were in Witches of Eastwick? Well, that was the Welsh premiere, actually. Um, it, hadn't, it hadn't been to Wales before. It's a bit of a sexy show. Very sexy show. So who, um, tell me, who, who were the ladies involved with that? <laughs> okay. So would I know them? You would. <laughs> would well, I? you know Michelle Christina Richards. Yes. Yeah, I spoke to her just... And you know... I don't know if I told you I spoke to her just the other week. Did you? Yeah, down in Cardiff. There you go. So she's very... Because I saw her, I, I got a... I was a bit embarrassed I got her name wrong. What did I call her? I said, oh, you're... you're because I have met her a few times. Like the last time I think I saw her was in your party in the oh. yes. in the bowls club. Yes, uh, when uh, it was wasn't your, it wasn't a significant was twenty fifth birthday. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. It wasn't a significant uh, one. It was a couple of years before. <laughs> a couple of years before, and then uh, I I said, "Oh, you're," and I said the wrong name. I was oh, slightly embarrassed. Oh, not good. But we had a nice chat for a bit. She said yeah. she'd not long had food with you somewhere. I think we did go and have lunch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was in it. She was in it. She was one of the girls. She was. Have you seen the film? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. in the film, there was the share part. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> um, and then Amy Coombs, who was a big oh, no, friend yeah. of mine, she's a singer, she yeah. played the uh, yeah, Michelle Amy. Pfeiffer part. She's nice, Amy, yeah. And then a wonderful actress called Seanad Saunders. Oh, I don't know Seanad if you know. Seanad has gone on to a lot of West End credits now. She's um, a great musician as well. She played the cello live on stage and the violin. Um, so those three were the, the women. Uh, so you were the Jack Nicholson I character, I was the Jack yeah? Nicholson, a lot younger, obviously, yeah, yeah. than he was. But I was the devil, yeah. yeah. And it was an, it's a brilliant piece. It's great. So you get, you know, you've got those massive crowd scenes where you're, you know, messing about with the crowd and making people die. And, and then you get the big bed scenes with the girls. And, yeah, good. That must have been tough. Good fun. It was tough. Well, you should talk riding, to, you, you should talk to Ian McShane a, about it, right? In a bed. With... Ian McShane played it in the West End. <laughs> and from what I understand, he took it a little too far. Oh, right. <laughs> and he got sacked. <laughs> That's the word. But I can't possibly comment on that because I don't know if it's true. Uh, I always remember um, I, was, I was in America with the Black Mountain guys and one of the guys who was on the tour with us, Dion, I don't know if you've come across Dion Davis. He's, of course I do. You know, know Dion. Dion. Yeah, yeah, very well. He was in school with Matthew Reese. Right. So we're in, uh, we're in Long Beach in California, right? It was yeah. my, my little part of California. Yeah. It was kind of, it was February times. So it was quite cold. It yeah. wasn't like typical California day. And we were doing this gig in this restaurant. He said, ah, oh, I'll, um, I'll give Matthew a ring. You, you come and meet us for lunch. Yeah. I was like, oh, that'll be great. Yeah. So anyway, he rings Matthew. And it's such a big place, isn't he? Even California's a massive place. He, he lived in LA, but that was still like an hour and a half drive yeah. away from And he's got we nothing were. to do, obviously. Nothing to do. Well, so he came busy. down and he, he had lunch with us. And we were in this little kind of sort of kiosk thing, having lunch. Uh, I was having lunch. Matthew was sitting next to me. Dion was there. Um, Clinos mm-hmm. from from Black Mountain was there, yep. the, the harpist, you know. Um, there was a few of us. And I said, oh, how's, how's it going, Matthew? Are you up to anything at the moment? <laughs> he said, yeah, he said, I'm doing a couple of things. I've just finished filming this film about uh, Dylan Thomas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Edge of Love, I think it was called. Yeah, Dylan and Caitlin. And uh, that Witches of Eastwick thing you just said about reminded me of this. Because yeah. he said, oh, yeah, I just filmed a scene the other day. He said, I was, I was in a bed... Um, uh, filming uh, a threesome scene, he said, with um, right. um, the two girls in it. Um, it's like a Turani sketch now, isn't it? it? What was he called? What's her name? Uh, Edge of Love. Uh, Sienna Miller. Sienna I Miller, know, I was right. thinking Sienna of. Miller, yeah. Um, probably Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley, that. Killian Murphy was in it as well. He didn't mention Killian Murphy. He wasn't in bed with he, him, was he? He wasn't in bed with him. But he did mention his love scene between uh, Sienna Miller and Kieran Knightley. Kieran, yeah, well, there you go. Dylan I, Thomas, you see. He was such Dylan a Thomas, good-looking yeah. man. I did say, oh, it's, a tough, it's a tough life, Matthew, <laughs> isn't it? 
I know he said. But he, he was great, actually. And I was just watching um, Graham Norton just the other night, and, and he was on there. Oh, he's in the Graham Norton show, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, he's just some great stuff. Amazing. One yeah. of my favourite Americans things. American pretty good. The TV yeah, show. it was. But my favourite thing that he's ever done with his mate Johan was uh, Very Annie Mary. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it's my favourite film. Yeah, that's Very cool. Annie Mary. And they end up, they're the sweet shop owners. Yeah. And uh, Very Johnson Annie... Johnson Price is in that, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, the yeah, lead yeah, with yeah. Uh, Rachel... Um, yeah. You know. Uh, but yeah, so Very Annie Mary's house at the end is in uh, Pentra, which is the village. Ah, right. I grew up in the church, so you do all the charity concerts. I haven't met Jonathan Price, I'd, I'd like there. to, but I was on a, on a CD with him once. I didn't meet him in the studio, but my friends Dan and Laura Curtis did that mind oh, yeah. song a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. should be on it, but Jonathan Price, Matthew Reese, Joan Griffith, oh, myself. Um, there was some great... Uh, when Evans was on there. Darren Pally, Friend of the Stars. Well, <laughs> but um, Joan Griffith's got a great voice, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not known for being a singer, but no, I know. But he grew sang up, really you know, well, yeah. well in Clan Adam. Yeah. So you know, I stayed with I. Yeah. His yeah. father was a head teacher, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you look at it, yeah. you know, I've I've seen stuff on TV when he did I stayed with of things. You know, when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah he could singer. Yeah, good singer. So tell us about how you got into the because you're in a, a big band called yes. Dave Barry Big Band. Well, it used to be. So called tell us Dave first Barry of all, band. who's Dave Barry? Well, Dave Barry. Because <laughs> he's not even in the band, is he? Well, there isn't a Dave Barry. This is the thing. There never was a Dave Barry. There was a Dave and there was a Barry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so there never was anybody called Dave Barry? No. Two separate people. There was yeah. Fat Larry. <laughs> a Fat Barry soul band. <laughs> no, and I, Fat Larry soul band as well, which is confusing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, back in the day, the two boys, I think they were Corey Band boys from you know, way back when. So they, they, their background was in Corey Band, but they, they loved the big band stuff. Right. And there was a Ronda big band there for a while, but, and I think they were part of that. But they broke away from that because I think the band wasn't, wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't going So how many of you in the band at the moment? It's like 15 of you, isn't it? There's always, in any big band, to be a true big band, you yeah. need 17 musicians. Really? Yeah, that's, that's the lineup. Band. Yeah, because you've got five saxes and you've got uh, four trumpets and four trombones. And there's a rhythm section of guitar, bass, drums, mm. and keys. Yeah. So you need 17 musicians for it to be a proper big band. Wow. Um, so that's what they did. The two boys decided, Barry and Dave, <laughs> decided they were going to start a band in the Ronda, um, but hand-picked musicians. So mm. it wasn't just anybody who could just turn up and do it. It was people that they, they rated. So Dave and Barry were the singers, yeah? No, Dave and Barry, oh. one of them was a trombonist and one of them was a trumpeter. Oh, right. But they basically ran the band. So they organised the rehearsals, they organised the gigs, they organised the tours and everything that went with it. It was, was Dave and Barry's thing. So um, very successfully for, I'd say, I don't know, eight or nine years, something like that. Um, then one of the boys, for whatever reason, work-wise, I think, something else, needed to leave. So uh, kept calling it the Dave Barry Big Band. And then when the other one had to go... So Dave or Barry left Barry first. left first. Barry left first. And then Dave had to leave <laughs> at some point as well. So we were a bit stuck. So the band was going to just implode and just go, yeah. give up, you know. So we thought, no, we can't let that happen because, we, we, you know, we, we'd have, we've been around a long time now and a lot of people know us and we get really good books. So the name was established. You didn't the want to change the name. The name was established and all the sort of yeah. the, the, the logos and the, the, the band fronts and everything oh, yeah, was all in yeah, place, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's quite the a... logos on the... Yeah, uh, it's quite a recognised looking band. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we, we thought, well, we've got all this. We can't really let it slide. So the D and the B were on the, on the, the music stands and the logo on the website and everything else. So we thought we'd just be called the DB Big Band, leave it at that. So Dave and Barry, you know, can cut ties if they want to. So it's just been called the DB Big Band ever since, really. But then, since then, Barry's come back. <laughs> so, so you missed a trick there. You could have been called the Dogs Bollocks. Well, that's what Big we, Band. That's just what we call it. This is what we call it, <laughs> quietly, on the side. If anybody asks, what does DB stand for? Well, obviously, it's the Dogs Bollocks. <laughs> yeah, but that's... Just something to think about for the future. Yeah, you know? I know. But when... So what happens now is I, I started with that band back in... Uh, whatever, I can't even remember when it was. But it, it came up by fluke because uh, Barry's brother was singing with them. <laughs> right. And I don't think, I think Barry's brother was in the band, uh, Corey, you know, like playing an instrument. Wow. But he thought, I'll be a singer for a bit. And I, I, I never heard him, so I don't know. But I don't think 
he was at the level that they wanted to take it. <clears throat> so, so, so how did you get involved? Well, I got a call from um, somebody. I can't Dave? Remember. I think it might have been Dave. <laughs> it's either Dave or Barry. I don't know. I said, look, we rehearse um, on a Wednesday night. Any chance you could pop along and have a little sing? And I was like, do you know what? I would, I would love that. The fact, you know, the thought of singing with a 17-piece big band on your doorstep, let's give it a go and try it. So mm. I just went down and sang a couple of pop songs with them, really. I didn't really do any Frank Sinatra stuff. I sang... you can't just rehearse in somebody's living room for that. You no, no, no. Sort of no. Hire, uh, yeah, well, they had, they had a club. A club. Um, yeah, they had a, set a, up a, a room PA. upstairs in a club and, you know, yeah. uh, and did it. And, and they were like, yeah, well, look, if you, we like you, is there any, would you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, I thought it was going to be for one gig that was coming up that they had a big gig. And I thought it'd be for that. Um, but 14 years on, I'm still with them. Wow. So, um, um, in fairness, um, th- it's been a good partnership, you know, because I've got them involved in stuff that they wouldn't mm. normally do and they've got me involved in things that yeah. I couldn't get to do. So, it's been great, you know, the mm. fact that they, they took me to the Dublin, uh, no, they didn't, they took me to the Cork Jazz Festival. We headlined the Cork Jazz Festival. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. and I would never do that as because I'm not a, a jazz singer per se. Mm. I'm a swing singer, mm. but I'm not a jazzer. So yeah. the fact that you can go there and there's all these fantastic jazz singers around you is great. I'd never get to do that. And then I've got them involved in some brilliant concerts that they would never have been involved in, you know? So I hire them in, if it's a concert that I'm producing, I hire them in as my band. Mm. So they become the Lee Gilbert big band. Yeah. And then if I'm working with them on something they want to do, it's the TV big band with Lee Gilbert. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a subtle difference, but yeah. uh, it Good. works. It works, yeah. yeah. And they are amazing. Yeah. They well, I, I know some of the musicians, you know, like Gavin, and uh, he plays the keyboards for you, doesn't he? And uh, mm-hmm. um, Gavin's been there from the start, yeah. as has Owain. But, you know, I've been in, um, I haven't been in a, in a big band like that, but I was part of the Graceland band for a while with my buddy Juan. Yeah, 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 the, uh, Elvis, the Elvis band. band. And that was up to 13, 14 at times. And, you know, it does get difficult at, Doing sort of logistical organization and um, just just even texting or ringing around each band member yeah, and say, "Can you hard. do this gig?" It's hard. And then somebody does reply for a bit, and you've got somebody wanting to know if you can do the gig. It must be. Yeah, it is. Te- it is. You know, with a four said. or five piece band, it's much easier. Of course, yeah. So many musicians, and, and I, of course, you've got to charge a certain amount of money. Otherwise, it's not worth you. There's that, but and there's also a lot of ages involved, right? Like we've got some of the guys in our band are retired from their, you know, their old careers, whatever it was, but they're still amazing musicians. But you try putting a WhatsApp to group together for people that are like 72. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't work. So it's all a Facebook group. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not easy. You know, so that email is a thing, but uh, it's yeah. tough. So, yeah. So I thankfully, the DB... So when band, somebody says, can you do this gig for us? You say, um, yeah, give me two weeks, I'll get back yeah, to you. Yeah, that's right. I've got to post out <laughs> to everybody and then by the time they reply... Yeah, so, but I don't do all of that for DB. Ah, right. uh, that's done by Gary, who's, who ad, you know, administrates it. Good on you, Gary. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah. totally. Otherwise, if it wasn't for Gary, the band would have gone because, it, yeah. he, you know, he, he stood up and said, I'll take this on. I mean, my band used really to be nine of us. I mean, it's, there's seven of us still. And even trying to organise seven people sometimes is hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And things, you know, when I do produce the shows, trying to get everybody in for sound checks. You know, mm. just getting everybody there on time and things like that. It's, it's, it's difficult, but it's worth it, you know. It's yeah. definitely worth it. But like you said, money-wise, that's that's a different thing, you know. I mean, we do some for money, we do some for love, don't we? Depends yeah. what it is. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's something that I'm really, really glad I did mm. because it's just opened up another world to me. Really. So you do stuff like, just tell us some of the songs you do, do, do Fly Me to the Moon, that kind oh, of stuff. Of course, you? we do all, sort all of the esque yeah. kind yeah. of things, Sinatra... Yeah, totally. Uh, the, especially sort of like the but first. You do, you do half. a bit more pop stuff as well, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, if we're doing a function or a concert or something, we would do the first half more swing. So you would get your Frank Sinatra and your Michael Bublé and your Nat King Cole or whatever it is. Mm. But but which is great stuff and people love it. You know? And you normally have a female singer. We usually well, Claire Hingott has been there from the beginning. And Amy, Amy and Amy Coombs sings with us. And you know, we, I think we've in my time with the band. I think we've we've probably utilised I'd say 10 or 12 female singers I don't know what it is with female singers but they, they, they they're always busy yeah. You're there but if you but, can't make a gig well there's always two of us on a gig there's there's no other male backup is there um, there has been you know if I can't do it but again it's it's not always I mean, easy who, who could take your place it's I mean, not you know, easy mate it's not, not everybody can sing everything in Wales 
But this is the. I mean, I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but, but I. But I mean that. I can sing there, swing. There aren't many people I who sing can swing do that repertoire well, really. You know, well. and, but I'm I'm a good pop singer. Hmm. So the second half stuff, I can get into that. Whereas somebody that only sings swing struggles yeah. with that, and somebody that only does pop struggles with the swing. So I'm lucky I can I can do the both, hmm. and I think that's why the boys have kept me around as long as they have yeah. really. You know, but uh, yeah, not many singers that could do Fly Me to it. the Moon and then sing Like a Virgin. You know but, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or uptown yeah. funk or something. Well, that's what we do. I do. That's exactly what I do. Yeah, yeah. I do have to. I don't do like a virgin, but I. That's not technically right, is it? But I could. Yeah, uptown funk and all that. Like so that's vir- what we do. Party like a virgin on the ridiculous. Half. Yeah. 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 Totally. <laughs> totally. Oh man. But yeah. So I love all that. I yeah. love all that. But I can't do it all the time because, mm. as you said, financially, when you've got twenty people on the stage. Um, the money is 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 limited. No, yeah. this is my living now. This is my profession. You know, I do this yeah. for a living. I so I can't just do big band gigs all the time. I've got to go off and I do other mm. stuff. But I always keep time aside for the big band. Yeah, as well. So yeah. And the problem is, you get people, and it's not even their fault. Sometimes some people email or ring up and say, "Oh yeah, can you do a gig for us?" And they they don't realise how much is involved with the band you know no. some people think you can just turn up with a suitcase and the band falls out of the yeah. suitcase and they expect uh, what I love is you to do it say, for like 300 pounds yeah you know will, will you, can, like, can you and the big band come and do this party for me yeah of course I can <laughs> um, okay, oh, you, 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 we get emails all the time um, can you come and do this gig no mention of where it is no. it could be in Scotland yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. what the function is yeah you know they just we just get emails sometimes how much yeah <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I love, right? You, but they who say, are you? Where say, are you? How much is it? And then you tell them, and they go, oh, right, um, can can you bring just 10 of them? And they're like, well, no, it's a big band. Um, oh, right, okay, have you got a small band? Well, I have got a small band, but it's a totally different thing. You're not going to get what you're after. The best one was this, right? We did um, we did a gig in a big hotel in Cardiff for a, a big corporate too, right? Um, yeah lawyers or something anyway big one done a few of them and they were like right what we want is um, we want on the lawn please when everybody comes in on the lawn on the lawns I'm trying to think what hotel this is now well I won't say right just in case it's the lawn but anyway so big lovely big room and the doors open up onto a patio onto lawns right so you can imagine so as the guests come out onto the patio for their welcome glass of champagne there's a big band playing on the lawn and it looks amazing right it's all lit so there's lighting and it's subtle and it's just early evening, right? So it just, you know, in mm. the summer. Yeah, lovely. Of course we will. So we play sort of like half an hour. All these guests arrive and yeah, wonderful. And then they start drifting back inside because there's some food coming or something. So the woman, the organiser, just turns to us. Now, can you imagine? It's just 20 people now, right? All set up. Electric, sound on the lawn. guy on the lawn. There's sound guy, the speakers, there's lights and everything. Um, oh, people are getting a little bit chilly. Oh, yeah. Could you just bring it all inside? <laughs> We're like, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Just, can you do the set? Can you can you just bring it inside? Just give us two hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course yeah. I can. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nah, not gonna happen, love. But yeah, yeah so people always say people don't have a clue. Mm. No idea. If you haven't already, no, no, subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, please leave us a rating and review. Well, we're coming. To the end of this pretty soon, so I need to okay. ask you a couple of sort of more rapid-fire questions, I think. Mm. Um, so, tell us what's in store for 2020. I know oh. you've got um, a big gig coming up in the park in Yeah, Day. I always do a St. David's, David's Day, Day concert. Yeah, yeah. So that's coming up uh, 1st of March, Sunday night at the park in Day, uh, thankfully with RCT Theatres back in. Yeah. So this is a big band gig. Always mm. used a big band. Uh, I usually get West End singers in. So, because this is why it's always a Sunday, because they get the, the, the Sunday off. So we've had people in the past, people like Lucy Jones yeah. and uh, Luke McCall, who's now... Lucy, we should say, is currently in Waitress. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you know, I first met, I think I've told you this, I first met Lucy when she was 15, yeah. up in the Shabby Road recording studio course, with yeah, our yeah, buddy yeah. Al Steele. Yeah. She, I was... I came in early, I must have turned up early, and she was just finishing off a little vocal for, he was doing this jamboree thing for the Scouts. Okay. And Lucy was singing with a couple of boys. And I, I said to Al then, and seriously, I said, she's really good. She's yeah. 15. I said, she's going to be really good. She's amazing. I said, I'd like to see where she goes. So, well, um, she's probably the, I think. I think it's probably down best. to me. She's become successful. Well, she's, I, she I mentions she it all the time, mate. Yeah, yeah. You know, I saw her this week. I went to see it. I literally <laughs> saw Wait just this week, because another friend of mine's in it as well. I saw it after the show. Who's the other person? 
girl called Laura Selwood. Oh, I've heard her name, yeah. I've heard her name. I don't know her. Uh, again, worked with her many years ago, and it's great. To, you know, she's, she's been a lead in Mamma Mia and Ghost and yeah, wonderful things. But they both said, how's Darren Parry doing? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's alright he's coming to the house this week so yeah so she's one of the best leading ladies in the West End at the moment she's amazing mm. and Sophie That's Evans great. has done them as well another amazing leading lady um, Luke McCall leading man um, Sophie Evans Steve Balsamo mm. who's pretty good he's good he's done a thing or two um, and in fact Steve's my next interviewee hopefully next week oh no doubt you talk about me yeah spoke to <laughs> all those concerts I did with Lee but um, and Steve and a couple of people I just mentioned had actually agreed to be on my album, which is happening this year. So I'm going to do, well, yeah, al- do an album a duet. Duets, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. so those people um, have been good enough to say they'll do something oh, with brilliant. me, which is nice. As of you, you're going to write some stuff for it. Well, I think we've written a song. Yes, but, um, there you go. Yeah. So that's your cool. name. That's your name on it, mate. Cool. Um, so yeah, so that concert's coming up uh, this year. I've got Shelley Ann there as well, who's an amazing. Yeah, Shelly Ann, yeah. Uh, Shelly Ann just won the um, yeah. altogether now. Thing. Yeah. She's brilliant. And I've got, I've just spoken to uh, a choir from Swansea, a young man's choir. There's about 10 of them, I believe, called the Black Mountain. <laughs> young man's choir? Yeah. I don't know them then. Apparently they're coming. <laughs> uh, well, you've, you've sorted that out of you. With, I had with a chat with, with ah, uh, okay. Lee. Because we did our first concert in a long time yes, the week and it went very well it went really it? well we good. had um, the beatboxer guy there oh is he, um, he good Caro very good and well, we, why didn't you bring him along we then? didn't even rehearse he, well if we do stuff he's going to be with well, us well there yeah. you go so uh, I'm hoping you're going to come and do something in he was, he was really good yeah. yeah yeah, that's a great song and there's a, there's a, a female choir from Clinetti called the Philharmonics who I worked with in Spain this year and they were brilliant the just great right. fun so they're coming and nothing to do with the Cardiff pub no, no, they call them the Philharmonics. Oh, the Philharmonics. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, because <laughs> Phil, play, Phil plays the game. Ah, really, really. <laughs> it's a bit like Clever. Barry, you know. Phil. Um, yeah, and then uh, a choir called Require, the Young Person's Choir from um, RCT, all over RCT, I think. And so that's that. And I'm going to do a full, lot of... It's a full bill. Yeah, yeah, it's a full bill. I'm going to do a lot more stuff myself because usually I end up giving the concert away to all sorts of singers do people want tickets for that could they have to go yeah. on the RCT website uh, RCT or? website or Ring the Park and Dare Theatre Ring the Park and Dare uh, and they're there yeah, and it's a great theatre actually folks if you've never been to the Park and Dare it's lovely it's a big it's, it's a gorgeous theatre they're just having a refurb as well and there's 700 seats and you know fill it yeah. it's always a lovely night that is Yeah. so yeah so that's coming and the, the album is coming and there is concerts home and abroad all sorted this year. I'm doing the Catalonian Cymru Festival again in Sitges in um, September. That's yeah. a few concerts over there. And yeah, there's some other stuff going on that I was talking about last night, which is nice, which means I might be off on a couple of ships this year as well, which, is, which would be lovely. Ships. 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 A bit of cruising. Ah, yeah, which is always Jane nice. McDonald sort of stuff. A little bit of that. A little bit of that. Cool. But obviously, I'm still in the market for work, as in shows and stuff. So I'm auditioning yeah. for, still auditioning for West Endy stuff as well. That's cool. going on. So yeah, even at my advanced age, I'm still up for a bit of singing and dancing. Well, 36 so, is not oldly. Well, you know, thank you very much. You know, <laughs> I've got so jeans cool. older than I'm. <laughs> got socks older than. <laughs> so just, yeah, go, just go back a sec so this duets album so you've got yes. Lucy Jones on there you've got Sophie Evans, hopefully as long as we can fit them all in yeah, yeah. so have we decided what songs you're doing with them no yeah. I haven't there's some stuff I'm going to be covers definitely yeah. no, some yeah some, yeah, yeah, some are going to be original there's songs. a couple of original songs <laughs> on there as well but yeah that's what I'm working through now is the stuff that I really want to do yeah. I mean I'm working with uh, so I, where you're recording that up with your friend in or is it going to be various places well I think it's going to have to be wherever they they can be I see because people are busy I mean I'm going to try and do as much as I can in uh, Oakwood Studios uh, where I did the last album yeah in the chapel isn't it in the chapel which is lovely I was looking at some pictures of that the other day actually online and it looks it looks amazing that's his home I'll have to come up and have a look but he's you know he's got it's a renovated yeah I met Nick church and Nick's a great guy Um, he's got a lovely studio there as well so there's that, oh, but wherever I can do it, you know, and then it'll be an amalgamation of wherever those... Uh, so you keep the recordings, the vocals, happen. and then yeah. go somewhere and yeah, mix I'm it up. I guess somebody put it all together and, and yeah. So that's the plan with that one. I was so you're going to release that there. maybe in the summer or... If it's know? finished, yeah. yeah. That'd be great. And then what I'd love to do then is obviously get some concerts together um, and, you know, one, two 
or however many of those people can turn up be part yeah. of that and then so you're going to have like 10 songs on there or something like that yeah there's usually about 10 or a dozen so well, who else have you got anybody else we would know um, well I've singer wise singer wise I think that I'm working with a, I work with a lady all the time at the moment called Laura Mansell I do a show called The Greatest Shows, which is... Yeah. Um, I've seen you with pictures of her, you know, yeah. we, do a, we do some stuff from The Greatest Showman and we do stuff from other movies <clears> and stuff. So I'll be working with Laura, and Laura's an amazing singer. So I'm going to ask Laura if she want to do one on there as well. Um, Luke, I probably want to ask as well, because it's always good to have another... You know, Luke I'm, Evans? No, I don't, oh. I don't know Luke Evans. <laughs> Luke McCall, sorry. Um, who is in the new Lamez at the moment that's just opened right he's the one in Cardiff no in the one in, in the West End ah. in the Sondheim Theatre have um, you seen the Cardiff one is it any good the touring one yeah I saw it on tour Millennium last Center time one. but the one that's just opened in the West End now is basically the same production ah, right. it changed the production so it's uh, yeah it's good if you like that sort of thing um, yeah and then there's a guitarist called Dan Jones who's writing some stuff for me who's like a classical guitarist he's oh, good right. so I want to do that uh, I just want to mix it up and do different mm. things and then again good. it doesn't have to be just one singer it could be a little choir mm. you know because yeah. uh, like I said I've worked with two or three different choirs in the last year mm. so it'd be nice to do that yeah. as well just want to get it out there mate just different stuff just two I think two more little questions Go on then. first question of the two can you think of a song that takes you back to somewhere in your past life, to your childhood? So every time you hear this song, it takes you back to like being nine years old, yeah, or, uh, in a in a disco or in a party or something. Like the one that takes me back is um, every time I hear "Crazy for You" by Madonna, it takes me back to being eleven years old and I saw this girl called Lisa on the on the back of a bus who I fancied. Yeah, uh, I had my little little Walkman on, and that was playing at the time. I my little Hitachi Walkman, you know. So that was attached to some <laughs> student in you, was it? When you were eleven, um, that was that was nineteen. Yeah, I was ten or eleven. So we're looking back to like nineteen eighty five, nineteen eighty six. The thing there. is with songs, though, isn't it? I mean, if a song comes on the radio and you think, right, okay, I know exactly where I was when I heard this the first time, and then mm. that'll take you there, mm. you know. So there's loads of songs that if you threw a Threw it at me. I could tell yeah. you where I was and where I was in particular. Time. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, like I just said, if, if if going back to like first memories of stuff, I remember, like in my grand's house when she was singing stuff, her learning songs that were just coming out at that time, you know. And there was there was um, a song called "You Needed Me" that came out, um, uh, and then I think later on Ronan Keating recorded it. You need, you yeah, needed yeah. me. Somehow you needed me, and and I I so really who, liked it. Who did that originally? Oh, I think oh, I wish it, it was a woman, and I can't think of her name. We'll, we'll Google that later. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. But that song, for whatever reason, because my grand used to sing it then, and I watched this, you know, I watched to learn it, watched to sing it, and I just really enjoyed it, and I understood the lyric of it when I was a kid, even. And then I don't know why, but it stuck with me, and it's one I put on my first album as well. All oh, right, because it did stick with me that long. Yeah, yeah. And I and I just I just loved it. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. But I've gone through so many different types of music in yeah. my time. But I'll tell you one that I've always loved an artist that I've always loved that you wouldn't expect me to probably. But it's if ever I want to smile, if I need to be picked up, right, and I need to smile at something. If you put mm. big yellow taxi on for me. Oh yeah, Jody Mitchell. Mm. I'm fine. I forget my mood, right? But if I if I'm also in a reflective mood and I like to sit down and just have a little think, but uh, Joni Mitchell, both sides now. Amazing, amazing song. It's a lovely song. And there's yeah. been so many different remixes of it. But oh my god, yeah. that song. I think September by Earth, Wind and Fire does it for me every time that comes up. That makes you smile. Though, yeah. September. Yeah, it does be smart as well as long way to the top if you want to rock and roll ACDC you can't listen to that song and be sad it's like yeah you've got to that's like any madness song though isn't it yeah must be love 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 you've got to smile when you sing it don't I know otherwise. so one more question go for it which is a, quite a revealing question I suppose I'm not telling you that what's your favourite song of mine <laughs> that you wrote or you sing <laughs> I tell you my favourite song that you've written no, I'm teasing <laughs> how's that what's, what's your favourite song what's, I, I hate that question. What's your favorite song? Oh, as I said earlier, too many. What's one of your favorite songs? That still? is one of my favorite songs. It's both sides and always probably both sides one of my favorite songs. And 
still, believe it or not, the first single that I ever bought because I couldn't believe how good it was, even at a young age. On on vinyl? Like on vinyl. I took my pocket money down to the local record shop and bought this single back in 19... Oh, my God, it must be single. Well, what's was it also? No, actually, in Pedro, we had our own record shop. Oh, right. one, Yeah. And uh, I used to go down, that's where I bought all my, all my records. But it was Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. And that's a pretty good to one. this day... I still think it's an incredible piece of music it and is. I just love it. I can't sing it. Tried a thousand times. Would never sing it on stage because I don't think anybody can replicate yeah. it. But I just love it. Of course, recorded up in Rockfield Studios, yeah. up, up in Monmouth, I there believe. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. an incredible singer and just anything to do with Queen, I just I just love. Yeah. Love it. Great voice. Great so voice yeah, you good. know, I mean, I think that's, yeah. So that's one of your favourite songs. Definitely. So one you're of my certainly in your top five. Certainly. Certainly. Cool. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you ever so much for doing this little uh, little chat. It's oh, been thank fun. Thank you. I'm and sorry uh, I couldn't I give you more famous things. Uh, drop some names in no, for you. But, no, you know, no, I mean, you, know, it, it, you talked about real stuff, and that's all, that's all we want, really. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just out there, mate. I'm just doing a thing and yeah. getting a buck and, you yeah. know. Making a living using my little pipes. So if people want to check you out, they can check you out on LeeGilbertMusic.co.uk. You've got a Facebook page. Yeah, got I've got a Facebook page, Lee Gilbert Music, and there's yeah. a Twitter feed and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. I'm not very good at keeping stuff up to date, but I do my best. And, um, and if you want his telephone number, folks, his number is <laughs> 078. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks yeah, for that. Good. No, I appreciate it, mate. Thanks very much. It's nice to have you. And um, yeah, we'll have a lot more coming up on Music Matters pretty soon. But thanks to Lee. Pleasure. And he's got a, he's got to fly off now to um, take his dog for a walk. I think I'm actually going to Portsmouth to sing. You're going to Portsmouth to sing. I am. Yeah. All good. Uh, it's rock and roll in a jest. Okay. Thank you, buddy. Cheers, man. God bless. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. 